Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Welcome, my comrades, my brothers, my friends. This is a Fighting Cock podcast. I am your host, Flav. I am joined by Rob White, Bardi and T. Tonight we'll be talking about the glorious Republic of Tottenham Hotspur. Swansea smashed in the last minute. A holiday in Tuscany. Friday night football. TV money. Friston protests. And Comrade Wendy delivering the youth updates. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. 
It's episode 20, season 4 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good. Doing good? Good. Bardi, you're back? You wasn't here last week. I was here last week. He was, and I wasn't. You wasn't. See, what's happened? It's like I felt like my left arm had been missing. I went to Barcelona with my girlfriend. It was her birthday, and I treated her as I do every year. Did you listen back to the pod? I did, yes. Oh, it's a bit awkward. I heard everything that was said. Oh, the rest of the season, I'm going to single everyone of you cunts out. Is it true, the true story? I don't remember the shoes story. <laughs> the, the shoes story. The shoes yeah, um, you know, I don't remember it. Well, you don't remember I, kicking I don't, your I, new shoes? I don't remember it, but you know what? My um, Vans were new and they, they're scuffed. So that makes sense. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? You know, Vans have got like a white sole and a quite a thick sole. Yeah. I saw a bit of a, I saw a scuff, I thought, yeah. Or a bit of brown leather. Yeah. So I reckon that did happen. And the shoes were half a size too big, so I was a bit annoyed. Buddy, how are you? Good, thank you. Everything all right? Yeah. You had good. a good week? Uh, good week, Christmas party week. It was all right. Mm. Don't want to get into the details. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you might let something slip. <laughs> oh my god! But it was it, it. it was entertaining, um, and it was um, I felt pretty rough on Friday, but I behaved myself. I went home with a clean conscience. Good, good. <laughs> we don't want to go into this too much. It's, it's, I, we do inside jokes, and it's not yeah. really nice for the listeners or, or Rob, who's no, or, or if my employers happen to listen to it. Yeah, know. of course. Yeah. yeah. Do, do any of them listen? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob White. Oh yeah. Son of John White, Indeed. Top, Tottenham legend, yeah, yeah. and author in Indeed, your own yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's still not too late for Christmas, is it? That's right. It goes to our lane, get on board one and buy it. How do you how do you get one on Amazon, is it? Oh, yeah, I reckon you can get an Amazon if you don't want to pay tax, or just go to a good bookshop <laughs> good. and um, steal one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've read it, it's great. I've really, read it, too. I really enjoyed it. It I've is a good book. Well. A mate of mine who's really tight borrowed my copy. I did try and hey, no, tell I'm him to buy it. No, 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 seriously, I, I can't stand here and preach to people not to do that because I've spent my whole life doing that. Of course, yeah. I think I'd rather, seriously, the amount of work that Julie and I, Julie Welch and I put into that, I want anybody to read it. What was it like writing that book? I mean, it's about your dad. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, for those that don't know, you, I mean, why don't you tell us a story oh, well, about your dad? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, my, my dad played for the d- double side, uh, joined Spurs in 1959, died in 1964, struck by lightning on a golf course in Cruise Hill. And I was six months old at the time. So I've sort of grown up with this legend, this myth, this, mm. this thing, that this person that other people knew seemingly a lot better than I ever did. So a lot of the book was basically telling that story obviously it was telling my dad's story but it was a brilliant thing to be able to do to to go and meet guys that you know all of his teammates a few of them I'd known luckily I know people like Dave Mackay and Cliff Jones I'd grown up knowing but others like Terry Medwin um other people I hadn't you know they hadn't seen me ever so it was it was a brilliant brilliant experience to do and actually it was it was great therapy yeah and as a Spurs fan there's nothing you need more than a bit of therapy <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so it was quite a cathartic process oh massively yeah yeah massively mm. how, how long did it take to write it it was about three and a half years in total but just because Julie and I um we, ju- we just got so into it and as she says we'd probably still be writing it now if we if we had our choice because yeah. we, we had we would meet up um, and go off on, you know, go off to see whoever, go and interview somebody, or we'd meet up and have a little session of um, just chucking ideas about. And it was this, it's just a, such a nice process to be able to do. But it was, there was also, you know, it's quite painful stuff in there as well. Um, you know, but um, you have to do these things to, to get where you want to get, I think. Well, I mean, it was, it was a very good read. It was almost like a journey. I mean, 
I don't believe you were that close to your dad's side of the family, and I believe you met people as the book went on, so meeting new people and getting finding out more about your dad must have yeah. been it was um, an adventure. Funny enough, yeah. there was a, there's a, a, a um, Alan Fisher who writes a fantastic blog. Yeah, um, Tottenham on my mind. Tottenham on yeah. my mind. Well, Alan used to work for the um, the British Association of Adoption and Fostering, and Alan, when he read it, he said there was a lot of um, sort of resonance in there with people that. Have, you know, fostered or adopted people that don't know one parent, but um, you know have this longing to connect. And I think that's a pretty f- primal, fundamental thing. And um, you know, he was saying from the, just from that point of view, it was a, it's a it's a sort of fascinating read. So, and how was John White regarded by the players that you met and the Spurs oh, fans? Well, you spoke, just spoke the, to? Uh, for instance, last week I was lucky enough I met um, I met um, Jimmy Greaves in person. I interviewed him while I was doing the book, but it was just phone interviews because I was really quite in awe and scared of this grumpy old bastard, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, again, I met Jim last Jimmy last week and um, actually face-to-face um, and just sort of talking to somebody like that. You can tell when people are bullshitting you and you can tell when people are telling the truth. And, you know, guys that I met, absolutely fantastic footballers, were saying... It, you know, this this probably was one of the finest footballs they, they've ever seen. Mm. Um, and when you hear it over and over and over again, uh, you start to sort of believe it. Um, yeah, so for me, for me, it's absolutely fantastic. For Spurs, it's a sad thing because, you know, 1964, <clears throat> my dad's death was one of the pivotal things in the breakup of that double side. Mm. And I think there's a... Well, there's a journalist called David Lacey that we got a quote from when we were doing the book, and he put it really nicely. It was with the, the, the death of John White, the mantle of glory passed from Tottenham Hotspur to Manchester United, and um, uh, 1967, United are winning the European Cup. Mm. And arguably Spurs, well, we should have won it in 63. We were robbed, um, as anybody that was there. or was, like was, The Benfica game. Yeah, the Benfica yeah. game. I was talking to Jimmy Greaves about this last week. <coughs> um, in fact... Um, you know, he was saying that, that Bill Nicholson was never one to, to whinge at all about referees. Um, and he said, absolutely, to his dying, dying day, Nicholson swears that we were robbed from robbed of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, Benfica, went on and beat Real Madrid in the yeah. final. So, who knows what we'll Karma got the comeback, though. They haven't won in <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's, that's a, a brilliant story, story isn't it? European Cups since then. Benfica, they haven't oh, won a European tournament. They haven't won a European trophy. Like Seven they've lost, I think. Seven yeah. finals since. Good. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> and one last year as well. Yeah, and exactly. They the final against Seville. Seville. Against Fazio. Yeah. Got a story about Seville in a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so by uh, The Ghost of White Art Lane, written by John White. Uh, Rob sorry, White. Rob White. I bet that happens a lot. All the time. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, the time. Sorry. I don't know yeah. the oh, Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and Julie Welsh, who also wrote um, Glory, Glory. Glory, Glory Days. Glory, Glory Days. We'll go for. Yeah. I always get that wrong. I, I watched it about six months ago. It's fantastic. I love it. It's really nice. It's weird that there's an actual feature film. They're actually. Uh, I don't think it's hush hush. I think it's they're talking about somebody's talking about making a musical of it. Oh yeah, I think I heard that. Uh, I think it. I think it's something to do with Mountain View. Really? Yeah. In Crouch End. In Crouch End. Right? They're, they're looking to put it on somewhere in, in. Well, not you know, ain't in the West End somewhere. I think. Yeah. That's Why fantastic. Not? Yeah, of course, absolutely. All right, um, and you're thinking about writing something for Fanzine 4? I'm definitely going to write something, definitely. Okay, so Fanzine 3, the, the latest one, um, is arriving at my flat tomorrow morning at some point, um, <laughs> early. You're going to uh, wait in for it, or are you just going to leave no, it behind no. your bin or something? Yeah, yeah, or 40 boxes <laughs> or whatever it is. And the random them. 
Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I've got to pick them up and, and spend the, the, my entire day, more or less. I've got to go to work, but after work, packaging envelopes and getting them out by Thursday, which is the last day we can send them before Christmas. So can't wait to do that. Chop, chop. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, but thank you, everybody. There's been tons of orders, more orders this time, pre-orders than, than the last two. Um, so while that is fantastic and we're eternally grateful for that, um, it does mean loads more work for me, but I'm, I'm, you know, I can't complain at all. Stickers arrived as well, uh, so there is going to be six stickers <laughs> for most people that pre-ordered. I don't know if there's enough in terms of the, uh, some of the old ones we sent out as well, but whatever. Yeah, so if you want to get it, you can still do that, and this, this, you'll still get most of the stickers if you order from www.thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. And this is the last episode of The Fighting Cock for 2014. That's two weeks off we've got. Oh, my God. Although I did look at the date, and I think maybe we could fit one in on the 29th. Although I'm looking at you two, and there's been I no, thought we were going no... to, like, a summer training camp in Dubai or something. <laughs> to improve, improve our... Christmas party, now. <laughs> You've had enough Christmas parties. No more parties for you. Uh, OK, so let's move on to the football. Oh, before we... Actually, no, we'll do it at Fiorentina. Uh, so uh, we had Swansea on Saturday uh, and then we'll move on to Fiorentina but <clears throat> what what was your feeling from it because I, I was quite miserable the whole throughout the whole game I, I, I was really struggling to enjoy it I thought Swansea had most of the football um, took a great lead on, from, from Harry Kane and from there it kind of felt like we were uh, under the cosh a little bit yeah it was it was very frustrating one of those games where you know, in real time it was frustrating to watch but then as, um, as the results sunk in some people said it was a robbery. I think the Villa game was a robbery. I don't think yesterday's game was as much of a robbery as some people made out in that the substitutes worked out brilliantly and then Bailey has done, really done very well, snuffed out their threat. And um, Lloris made a couple of saves. I don't think he made... I mean, for example, David De Gea made shitloads of saves yesterday and I don't think it was that kind of performance from Lloris yesterday. I think we deserve to... to we may have deserved to win. Yeah. On De Gea, though, the, I watched the <coughs> game, and um, it weren't that he was amazing in that his saves were amazing, but he technically, as, as all goalkeepers should, he was in the right position, he read the play well. Yeah, but Liverpool were blunt in attack. I mean, Sterling, that one-on-one, he should have. I know, mate. But anyway, yeah. enough about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too depressed. I wasn't ever at any point depressed during the game because um, we started well, we scored early, which is strange for us. And um, we're away from home in terrible conditions. They're a good team. And you're always going to come under pressure. And I, I thought there was moments where there was a massive gap between our centre-backs and maybe we could have pressed the ball a bit better. But even at 1-1, I think I said to you guys... And I said the perfect way to watch Spurs in those away victories is probably on Twitter or just to turn the result and I'll find it. Yesterday I found an even better way. I was sick all day and literally couldn't get out of bed. And about eight o'clock I summoned up. A bit of life came back into me. I thought, well, first thing I'll do, I'll know what I'll do. I'll go and check my phone and see what the score was. And lo and behold, we'd won. And I was... Dis- it was a disgrace to find out that Swansea didn't have a man sent off. What's going on? <laughs> so you got all the glory of results exactly. without going through any yeah, yeah, of the stress of watching it. Except I was sick, so I wouldn't advise that. No. <laughs> I mean, on the way to the podcast, as you read the, the Evening Standard, and there was an article 
um, with Ericsson about how the training, the extra, the extra training that Pochettino has brought in is starting to pay off. So I think, Flav, you said the players about needing three lungs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was what the um, Southampton player said, yeah. that you need two hearts and three lungs to play yeah. under Pochettino. So, um, so there's a lot of talk about the extra training session. Some players just wanted better to it than others. And um, Ericsson said it's starting to bear fruit now. That in the late in games were fresher and the late wins. I mean, it would be a fluke if it was once or twice, but the fact it keeps happening means that there must be something behind that. Kane and Ericsson both run 8.2 miles. But it just goes to show that what we were talking about last week was complete utter bullshit. What's about, that? About tiredness. About tiredness. I listened to it on the way down, um, as I do, and uh, went, it, it did make some sense, that, that point, because you think about the teams that struggled after playing that many minutes. I know we talked about tiredness being, uh, being bollocks, but. He, all the teams he mentioned, including Chelsea, who went to Newcastle and lost, all did struggle. But so. if you look at our results, we're winning games away from home in the last minute, and it shows that we're, we are pretty, we're a pretty fit team. Yeah. I think what you were going to say, Flav, before I hijacked it a second ago, was we were talking about both of us came away thinking, because I watched the, the highlights this morning, and you think that's what Hull or Wigan or somebody would do to us. It felt very much like that. Yeah. And we've got to ask ourselves, do we want to be Hull, Wigan or Stoke? <laughs> I don't particularly, but I'm taking away win. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot made about our form after Europe. And we've lost four of eight yeah. after Europe, and um, Istanbul's a long way away, and it's, it's Carl Walker's first oh, game back from injury, well, first league game back from injuries. That was his first game back in Besiktas, and he looked he looked fairly fresh late on, and I think he got better as, as the game wore on. I mean, It was, it was good to see him, wasn't it? Yeah, because their main threat, Montero, I mean, he, d he did give trouble, but I think Walker... Still did, a, still did a job on him. I thought Walker was excellent. He was under a lot of pressure and he got booked really early for a bit of a stupid um, mistake. And the, the crowd were on his back, the crowd were on the ref referee's back. But he remained calm and sensible. Almost like you wouldn't expect to see that from a player like Kiriches or, or, or Dyer. Yeah, um, I, that, you know, talking about the form after Europe, but the last two games we won after Europe, we beat Everton and we've beaten uh, Swansea. Yeah. So it may be again down to Pochettino's reliance on fitness and drumming that into his and players. And also it's changed a lot from the, the team of Bissett Dice to the yeah, It does, never seemed to matter before. I mean, even under Redknapp, we struggled in the league after. But I think it's a psychological thing as well. I'm not yeah. sure how true it is. But a lot of these, a lot of people get upset about winning games in the last minute. That's what we did a whole season under AVB and Bale. I'd want to do that every game. It's, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It doesn't. A game is 90 minutes. You don't have to win the game by 60 minutes and then close up shop. If you win it in 90 minutes, it's just as valid as winning it in 65 minutes. I feel dirty if I mention another team so much, but Chelsea, for example, when they when Chelsea play, they don't dominate a game for 90 minutes. They'll dominate a game in periods and in pockets. So when we played Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, we were on top of them. They're, they're the, the first week that they had, they scored from it. And then, you know, then they kind of went back into their shell, Luis fucks up, another goal. And that's what some of the top teams tend to do. They don't tend to dominate a game for an entire... They kind of um, yeah. play, play within themselves. And um, Tottenham have a player like Ericsson who can change a game and that's what separates um, the best teams well not that we're amongst them that's what separates the top teams from the record because we've got players who can who can do that it's you're, not, paying, you're paying spells and yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's not a fluke now I mean it happened, it's happening so much that it can't be a fluke there's got to be something in there that we've got a resilience within the team mm. so Alex Ferguson got a knighthood out of winning games in the last minute what the fuck why can't <laughs> we do the same you know yeah, of course I mean you guys you guys know a hell of a lot more about boxing than I do but in boxing there's very few boxers that will go out from round one 
you know, you, you go out, you, you tactically, you, you're there, you're there for twelve or fifteen rounds, yeah. and that's as long as you've got to win the fight. You know, it's a similar, similar well, scenario. You'll, you'll find boxers that punch, they'll they'll box in patches, and mm-hmm. they either use the first ninety seconds of the round or the second ninety seconds of the round, unless you're Kawasaki and he fought for every it, minute at the boxing yeah. just didn't stop. But, yeah, ten hearts and yeah, ten bucks. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That's exactly a brilliant analogy because it, it, that's exactly the way you do. You don't. You can't play at 100% for 90 minutes. You you take patches, and then when the team's coming on top, you absorb that pressure. And then, and, and the thing with Chelsea, that's they did that exact same thing. You knew when they were tuning up that they weren't going to then now be this flowing, expressive team. They were going to be compact. And as soon as they got a chance, they would break and score, and that's exactly what happened. But, you know, Gary Monk made the analogy after the game, saying, no, if there's a boxing match, it'd be called off. Well, well he's a prick. Well, well, no, I mean, <laughs> well it's true. I mean, I thought that was a bit of a prickish thing to say. I mean, he he blames his team for giving away the two goals just for defensive errors, let's face it. Angel Rangel didn't didn't um, leap with um, Kane for the first the goal. Light, the, the floodlight well, got in his eyes. Yeah, that, yeah and, then, and then the second goal, um, <laughs> second goal, Jazz Richards didn't clear the ball. And and we scored from it. So <coughs> Jazz, what would you expect? Apparently <laughs> his name's Ashley. Don't know where the fuck Jazz comes from. But, but I want to say someone it, them guys have given themselves a nickname and it's stuck. But, <laughs> but just 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 quickly, I'm just saying that um, both their goals came from defensive and against um, some of the better teams in the league. You can't. You've got to be switched on for the entire game. You, got, you haven't got to play 100 percent for the entire game. You've got to be switched on. And Swansea went, and that's that's why they all fall away from their lofty position. Yeah. I um, you know, you think how. Abject we've been this year. And we're now two points. Twenty fourteen, yeah. And the whole, yeah. Then on the whole, yeah. I mean for the last two years really. But um yeah. certainly certainly under Pochettino because you know, we're waiting for his system to be employed and we're waiting for things to turn around and one day we may see it if he's given enough time and hopefully he is. Um but despite all that, we're two points off Southampton, yeah. two points off more importantly Arsenal, which yeah. I think Southampton will fall away, getting beaten yeah, yeah. away to Burnley, although they were quite unlucky in the missed penalty. Uh, and they have played some really difficult games recently. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about Burnley a bit later on, but they're, they're not doing badly. No, I suppose not. Uh, uh, but yeah, so you think of you know the fact that Arsenal have the players they do, or Sanchez, you know, he's an unbelievable talent. But we don't really have that kind of talisman like we did with Bale, and yet we're still in... Imagine in that team that we've got if we had a striker. If we had somebody that, that, that had scored 12... Well... Apart from Kane, if we had somebody that had scored half the chances that we've made, then we would be, arguably, we'd be fourth place, and we're rubbish. Like what T just said, we've got Ericsson. Ericsson has proven himself to be a match winner. He's gone from a, a player that was kind of like... And, and he was an addition to the side, to someone who can actually now start to define games on his own. Well, I mean, Baines, who does the rule said on Twitter yesterday that... You know, a lot of us are calling for a striker like Wilfred Boney, but Swansea create a lot of chances for him. And he, he missed a lot. He had a poor game. Yeah. I think. But but what I'm saying is that we don't we didn't create anything for Soldado. I mean, I'm not Soldado was bad. I mean, he he had his place. He had his um he had his role in playing badly. But we don't create a lot of chances for our strikers. I don't think Boney is necessarily the answer to all of our problems. What I was going to say, Soldado had one block shot and no shots on target. Nothing stuck to him, and it was a miserable day for him. If you compare him to how Kane played, it's well, know, poles apart. Kane's tireless. I mean, I don't like I don't like seeing Kane up top by himself. I don't like him there, but he was up top by himself, and he, more more, and, and, and he and he and he um, had a role in the, in the in the winner. I literally yeah. can't believe how he's rise. To, to, Neither I, can I. I, <laughs> I literally, I, I love watching him play, and he's not. He isn't like he's not silky. He's not yeah. Janola or Bow, but he's direct and he's powerful and he's passionate and. 
and you just he just loves playing. You can see he. I think and, and you know what's great about it. He's not surprised. He plays like he's meant to be there. I don't think. I don't, think, I don't think much would surprise Harry Kane. No, no, he just doesn't have the intellect to be surprised. He's never been surprised in his whole life. But the <laughs> thing about even, <laughs> even when he got his first bike, he looked at him. What's that? <laughs> this is this is maybe a little bit strange, but do you know who Harry Kane reminds me of? He reminds me of. Ben and mental strength that's what Kane seems to have he's got a bit of talent there's no denying that but his his application towards his game is incredible yeah I had a conversation I do have him with a mate of mine and um, he, he talked about you, you, you'll have two players and one of the players will get a 30 grand a week contract at the age of 17 and you'll have the second person in line who will be working be working away now um Bostock may have been that guy with the 30 grand contract and people like Kane and Tanja were in the background working hard and striving and um, the fact they never had it all early probably made them even more hungry because when they play for us now, more so obviously with Kane, when you said 8.2 miles was 8. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the fact that he's doing those kind of, mar- th- those kind of miles just shows that he, he still doesn't think he's made it yet and that's what's making him great. He's really not even aware that he's in the first team. Wait, wait. I don't even know. I think it's K. It's a Forrest Gump thing. He doesn't realise he's running that far. Is it something like 13k he ran? That's like from here to central London and back in the time that we record this podcast. Fuck yeah, Jesus. That's fucking far. That's far. But even... the commentators are even saying we're going to have a fight to um, keep him on our hands. But oh, come on, man. It made me, it made me laugh. They oh, said, it's shit. like, you know, what the fuck? That we came. But, but no, I mean, it's just, um, it's just, I just love seeing him score. I love seeing how he celebrates the goal. I mean, when he, when he scores, it's like, fuck yeah. You Do you know, know what? You know what's pissing me off is people, I keep seeing people going, like, you know that song, Harry Kane, he's one of our own, and people going, he's not one of our own. He's not. When he was a kid, he blah, 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 blah. Less, I'm like, just fucking leave it. Do you know what I mean? We've got this kid. Let's be excited about him. Let's be excited for him. And just leave him alone. Why you got a nitpick over a fucking song? He's going to be chuffed to bits that we're singing his name. Well, I mean, look at the contrast. I mean, we beat Everton. We recorded the, the glorious podcast week before last. And, and then so it's called the glorious well, I call it that I call it because it was just such an optimistic sounds podcast. like sort of communist China the, glo- <laughs> the glorious fighting club yeah could have some communist poster coming up but um, no but then the one. contrast from um, from the week after against Palace was like well people after Palace would say no I told you so you shouldn't have got carried away but don't tell I, me so keep your no, opinions to yourself I, I said after the Everton game that we, we need to latch on to these moments because yeah. um Life's too short, and ah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And as as you know, we're not going to be going to Spurs games forever. There may come a point where something comes up in my life where I can't go to every game. And when I what, see, what you mean, like being priced out? Um, I can't get plus. I earn millions. Fuck <laughs> you. Know, um, <laughs> um, but, but no, I'm just saying that. You know, I just think you need to embrace <laughs> these great moments when they happen. I agree with Comrade. Um, <laughs> yeah, comrade. Blown Funny it. enough, Flav, it's what we were talking about beforehand, and I was saying about the fact that uh, I'm, I'm 50, actually, this year, and I've sort of just about discovered the secret to supporting Spurs, and it was something that Darren Brown, the illusionist, mm. who can't even spell his name right, said. And he said that, basically, if life keeps... Um, what's the word? Well, it's uh, letting, uh, you down. letting you down. If life keeps disappointing you, lower your expectations. And I think that's a very good maxim for watching Spurs, because now I go, I just expect to see something I'm going to enjoy... And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, 
Well, I mean, Jack McEnroy, yeah, just been on this pod, and he says um, people talk about the good old days, about 2010 when we reached Champions League, but those days weren't really that great, were they? I mean, we didn't really win anything. The team didn't really achieve much on the whole. We're saying, well, why, don't, why haven't we got a great team like then? I feel like... Um, Pochettino was year zero again, destroy and rebuild, as Nas said. Yeah. You know, I think we're, we're building a new sort of building a new philosophy, and there's people, and the people who are flourishing in the system are people like Mason and Kane, mm. and even Lennon. These are people who have a role; they play their role, and that's. What I think we're going to become. It's like greater than some of our parts. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to become that. And, and you think about the players that, are, that, that could become the, the kind of heart and soul of that team, all believe in, in, in Tottenham, have come through the ranks, as you said, and we could actually have a very, uh, I want to say, spiritual place to, 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 and club to belong to because everyone would be pulling in the right direction. You, you, you're not buying foreign imports. You're relying on youth, and Pochettino's made that a, an important cog in the machine. But, but at Espanyol and at Southampton and now at Tottenham. But it's not even that. It's, it's not whether it's not it's not where they're from. It's where they are. And that, um, even if people. Is that another not saying. That's back him. That's back him. But no, I mean, you know, there's players like Sandro and Benoit Suarez, who's obviously an outcast now, who who saw what it meant to be Spurs. And people will join us and see people like Kane who who love playing for us and they'll embrace that themselves and become Spurs as well. Yeah, so you, they'll come in and said, if you want to be Spurs, here's your new club. Now go and watch these young players, Harry Kane, 22, whatever he is, Mason and Bentaleb, and that's what we want from you. I've got purple diarrhea, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, read, um, I read a Gary Neville article in a way, I think Wendy posted it, and he talks about um, the academies and... City and Chelsea put a lot of money to the academies, hundreds of millions, and um, it's almost window dressing. And when um, Neville was at Man U, people like Brian McLaren and Steve Bruce had watched the youth teams, and uh, the gap between the first team and the academy wasn't a chasm like yeah. it is now. And maybe Spurs can create a philosophy like that where, where, you know, the first team and the kids, you know, they're teaching them and they've got a philosophy within the club and we can build something. Yeah, I was going to make a different point, but I'll... Sorry. I'll... No, no, go, go slightly differently. I'm not sure Enoch, as a, as a business, would, would agree with that, but that's no. slightly different. I was going to ask, raise the question, how long has Aaron Lennon been 27? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Uh, is that all he is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. He's been around forever. He made his debut for Spurs at, like, 18, right? <laughs> but he made the World Cup squad at 19, 20, 2006. There was that bit of footage where he skinned, uh, skinned Terry alive uh, yeah, on the training ground. Yeah. And that was about the, the, the total or, or high point of his career. <laughs> the apex. <laughs> the apex of Aaron Lennon. That was when all he needed was a final ball. <laughs> all he needed was that. Never well, came. He's been impressive. And do you know, do you know another in. stat, which I think still exists, every two, it's an Ian Rush-ism, every yeah, time yeah. that Lennon scored... Yeah. We've never lost. lost. Yeah. But is that true? Yeah. How many goals has he had? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> what a season. But, um, 25? Yeah, something like that, over there. Over 10 years. Yeah. Oh. But he's a player who, 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 is a, who is a role player. And I think, well, God, that sounds a bit kinky, role player. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got, he's got, he's got a lot of... that. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a role to play in this team, and I think we, might, we may see more of it, especially over Christmas when... And the team does get rotated, but we'll go into the rotation a bit. I think what we're going to see now from Lennon, we're going to see from Lennon and other established players that have been there a while, who's got the, who's got the ability to change and, and follow Pochettino's orders. OK, um, so let's move. We've just been drawn against Fiorentina this afternoon, or this, uh, this lunchtime, and um, I was... Actually, when it came through, I was like, oh, oh, a bit dodgy. And then I did a little bit of research... 
And I thought, oh shit. It's an incredible draw. Hipster team now, aren't they? It's proper yeah, team. Yeah. They've got some good players. The, the, the Fiorentina are. Hang on, you're, you're, you follow Fiorentina in Italy, don't you? Well, Fiorentina's my dad's team. My dad remembers Fiorentina back in the days. Of, Anto- no, no, I'm going before Antonioni, all those kind of guys, yeah, when they won the league. They, they're very like Spurs. They've won the league twice in their history. In the 60s. The last time was, uh, yeah, it was the 60s. So I can see why I've ended up supporting Spurs, because my dad supports Fiorentina. There's, very, there's big similarities between us. We've always had... Really good players. From Tina, have always had really good players, and they've always departed, like um, Bajo, um, Rui Costa, those, those kind Batty of guys. Batty Stewart. No, Batty. He stayed though, didn't he? Batty Gold. He he stayed when they got relegated, so Amazing. he's a bit of a legend. But they also have one of the finest kits in world football. Do you yeah. like it? Then? Oh, fantastic! Which was actually an accident because they ah. they washed their I think they washed their <laughs> home and their away kit together. One was red, one was white, <laughs> and it came and it was something. It, Pink or purple? It wasn't meant to be purple. Yeah. It was meant blue. it was meant to be red and blue, and it washed and it came out purple. That's amazing. That's the reason why That's they went amazing. purple. I wouldn't mind them going knocking us out now. And yeah, I've heard that story. <laughs> and there's also the quite nice thing about them that when they got um, relegated due to um, bankruptcy. In the early 2000s, they lost their name of their club. They weren't oh, allowed so, yeah. to trade under their... They weren't allowed to use the name Fiorentina. But eventually they got it back because of the history and everything. So there, there are big similarities between Spurs and... Apart from, we, we, even, we went bankrupt as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there are similarities. I can see why I ended up supporting Spurs. I don't think we went bankrupt. We, went, we were close to and then we sold we yeah, we went into administration because we got the 12 points we, deducted, kicked out we, the FA Cup. That's right. reversed. All well, of it yeah, got, it got reversed. reversed yeah. Everything got Sugar reversed. Sugar got it reversed, yeah. yeah. That's about the best thing you did. And the, the beauty of this game is that the second leg is the away leg. And, you know, maybe it could be like... Ben, we, we, was it Inter Milan? Inter Milan. There was nothing beautiful about that time. No, 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 but the Benfica game was, was a game that, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we could have won. Um, but they're actually... They're eighth in the table, but they've got mixed form. But like Tottenham, they're... Their away form is better than their home form. In the away table, they're third. They won 4 1 at the weekend. Yeah, away yeah. yeah I guess. No, but in, in the they're away they're table, they're third. And, and, and nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're rubbish. <laughs> yeah, they're rubbish. Yeah, but they still won 4 1. Yeah. Well, but but in, in the away <laughs> table, they're third. And in the home table, they're 13th. Yeah. So, so they're, is they're, that going to be good for us or not? I can't well, tell. We're, we're both in away. I hope we're going to win more. It's a big stadium as well, isn't it? It's 40, yeah. 46, I think. It, I, I don't know. I've never been. I guess. Uh, most it's mostly one of my two-go places. Most, and, and we'll, we'll probably be going in February. Yeah, all of us. I'm Everyone's well up for it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's most of it's open air. There's only one side yeah. that's covered, yeah. which is um, I don't like. But the thing about Fiorentina at the moment is they are a sum of kind of like rejects that from around the world. There's like. Um, Aquilani from Liverpool is in midfield. There's um, Valero for who we used to Tell play Tell me for. about uh, Qu- Quadrado. Quadrado. Yeah. He, the, he's the Colombian guy that lit up the World Cup. Um, I think Manu wanted to sign him, Barca wanted to sign him. But for me, his form at the World Cup was something um, something different. He's a uh, kind of... he's hot, He blows hot and cold. He's not one of those kind of regular performers. And even at the moment, his form has been a bit on and off. So he may be amazing or he may be quiet. Depends which Quadrado turns up. How's Richards getting on? Is he getting more games now? Well, I, I went to make a big thing of that. I didn't know Mika Richards. <laughs> I didn't know Mika Richards was, was their right back. Well, he's, yeah. he's not even really. He's played three games. He's getting more he's, games now, I think. But. He, I, I, I've never had the impression Mika Richards has been match fit for like four years. Mm. He always seems to be injured. 
But um, the 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 one the one sad story about Fiorentina is Giuseppe Rossi, whose Spurs were heavily linked with. Yeah, that, yeah that January, and then he we never signed him. He was then going to go to Barcelona, and he's since then he's busted his knee now three yeah. times, and I, I don't think he'll ever properly play football again, which and is such a sad thing. That is sad. Because he's such a talent. It's kind it? of sad. I don't really know him. It, it, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. He might, he might be a cunt. Yeah, he might be horrible. <laughs> he seems really nice. He, he, might, he, might drown, he might drown puppies in his local river. <laughs> I reckon that's exactly what happens. <laughs> that's how he does his name. He's slipping on the riverbank. He might not indicate a roundabouts, you know. He could be a really bad person. <laughs> no one indicates a roundabouts in it. You're a scumbag. You're going to drive, watch out. You're a scumbag. <laughs> Uh, uh, they've also got um, Marin of uh, Werder Bremen, who, who was on on loan from Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. Is he still? Is the Chelsea sell him or is he? No, he's on loan and from it, Chelsea. It's a bit of a weird one in because it, when he played against us, I thought who is this geezer? He scored as well, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and he went to Chelsea <laughs> and did nothing, absolutely nothing. He went to Seville and did. He played eighteen games, didn't get a goal, and he's played four or five games for Fiorentina. So I'm not sure how much of that's. Uh, um, we should, you know, whether we should be worried about him at all. And Vargas, Peruvian, he's another one of these. I'm not being, t- I'm not gonna, when it comes to like, when you describe certain players from certain countries that it could be ended up <laughs> saying discriminatory things. But he's Peruvian. Peruvian players that they kind of, you know, they like Solano. Yeah, they get or Capillas. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he just he, he was great one day and then he didn't exactly. hear him in ten games. Yeah, or no. like Jermaine Jenis. Uh, when I was actually watching Spurs against Swansea, I thought um, Lamella was trying to get himself sent off because it's got quite, exactly get a holiday. Latin American get a players. I've got a history. Oh, yeah. Or like Brazilians, like yeah, Edmundo, yeah. when he was at Fiorentina, would attempt would get sent off yeah. so they could go home for the carnival. Yeah. And I thought he, Lamella's trying to get Christmas. He off. was a little bit nasty. He has he been a little, little bit nasty. He could have. He could have been sent off for that elbow we're not going to go into it though because we've talked about Lamella for the last two weeks and we're aware of the Lamella conundrum can I just um, say w- one thing that <laughs> T right. said that was absolutely brilliant was his, his wiring is faulty <laughs> because he'll do something brilliant like in the second half where he beat one player on the halfway line went past another one and then he had the whole world to shoot at. He, had, he could do whatever he wanted to do. And he just fucking whacked it straight at the Swansea it's, player. It's like, it's like you're playing PlayStation and your mum calls you. Yeah, exactly. Put the controller down. Well, she walks in front of the screen. screen. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Kick the fucking joystick out, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, you're booked up to go, isn't he? I am indeed, yes. Why are um, you going? I have to wait on a couple of mates of mine who've got to swing it past their missus first and well, their, their I kids don't know and stuff. About that. I mean, T's going. I'm probably going. I wait, don't wait on your mates. I need, to, I need to wait. I can't, otherwise they'll you get really people. upset. I didn't know you had other mates. Yeah, I've got other it's friends. It's a bit of a re- re- revelation for me. One is actually called Yago Lamella, who's... You actually He's wrote... Yago Lamella? He bought a fanzine and you wrote on the address on his fanzine, you circled his surname Lamella and wrote nice. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> he was really touched about it. I think he's framed it. Really, yeah, that yeah. happens. Happens. Signatures, T-shirts, whatever. <laughs> um, I got a funny story about Seville when we went to uh, Spurs Plate, <laughs> Seville, and there was no in Seville at the time. There was Semana Santa, which was essentially a massive religious festival in yeah, Spain. Saint, imagine. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's Semana Santa is week of Holy Santa. It's the Holy Week, right? Easter week. And uh, yeah, and, and Seville is quite a holy, or Sevilla, so it's quite a holy city. <laughs> Sorry, I've been cultured. And uh, anyway, so the only hotel I could get was the Twin Room uh, in this tiny little, uh, I, I would barely call it a hotel, more like a room in someone's house. 
and uh, none of my brothers could get uh, in, in any kind of room. None of their mates could, and there were nine of us in total, and we all ended up in this twin room. Um, I ended up on the floor, a stone floor. It wasn't cold because it was Easter and it was warm in, in, in Sevilla, but I didn't get one of the beds. So that's one of my, my personal gripe with that situation. But I'd also, an hour before, a couple of hours before, Robbie Keane had scored in the second minute to go 1-0 up against Seville. And I was launched down the turn... Uh, down the... the um, <laughs> what do you call terracing. it? Terracing. The terracing. And it was terracing. It was just standing in the upper tiers. Flew down. Not, not just me, there was about ten other Spurs fans... Flew down, landed on my back, come to, my legs were pointing up the, 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 the terracing. Ricky was just stomping down like a Superman. <laughs> I looked up and I was like, like a beacon of light coming down. And he just grabbed my hand, like he's fucking off all the other Spurs fans, like pretty much <coughs> treading on their heads to get hey, to Ricky. me. Yeah, and he was like, Flav! And then he pulled me up and I was like, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right. I weren't all right, like my back, my leg was fucked. And the other side of the pitch, uh, the police were, um, in the other side of the stand the police were kicking off with all the spurs anyway we got back to this hotel I ended up on the floor um, and I come down the next day I pay for this all on my credit card and for some reason we thought it would be a good idea for us all to walk down together not one or twos <laughs> although it wasn't big enough to hide really the hotel wasn't big enough to hide and he was like the guy behind the camera was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine." <laughs> And he said, how many were you in that room? <laughs> um, two. So, <laughs> uh, you English liar. Uh, he charged my credit card twice. Uh, and the worst part is I was on the floor, but my, my little brother's in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was one... But, but I wouldn't change it. It's a great, a great memory, and uh, it's what football's about. And going away with Spurs is a mag- magnificent experience. Oh, God, yeah. Um, also, it's Ricky's birthday today. Well, when the podcast is out, it'll be his birthday, so happy birthday, Ricky. Yeah, follow him and send him a, a, a Twitter message, uh, uh, at RickyTFC. Yeah. Happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday, I Ricky. love you deeply. I love you more. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, and that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cock podcast. We've now got Windy, Coys, that's Coys, for coming, you Spurs. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players, Thomas Lavgamelt made his first start for Bari, playing 90 minutes as they won 1-0 at Citadella. Alex Pritchard played 87 minutes in the middle of midfield in a 4-1-4-1, as Brentford beat Blackburn Rovers 3-1. Milos Velkovic was an unused sub for Middlesbrough, as they beat Derby 2-0. Ryan Fredericks missed out on that one through injury. Shaq Hawthurst was an unused sub for Southend, it was 4-1 at Wickham Wanderers. Jordan Archer was suspended for Northampton Town. Lewis Holtby played 90 minutes for Hamburg, so drew 0-0 at Freiburg. And finally, Tom Carroll was unable to feature for Swansea due to the rules of his loan move. The under-18s beat Blackburn 4-1 last week in the FA Youth Cup, with Ishmael Azawi scoring a superb hat-trick and Josh Unamar getting the other goal. We've now been drawn against either Rotherham or Wolverhampton Wanderers in the fourth round. An under-18 side also beat Barnett 6-2 on Tuesday. Ryan Loft scored twice, Marcus Edwards scored twice, Keziah Sterling got one, and Sebastian Elney, young American who's training with us, also scored one. Our academy players have now flown out to Florida to take part in the IMG Cup for the second successive year. 
I mentioned last week that a number of development squad players were joining the under-18s. Actually, it's just Conor Ogilvie and Emmanuel Snoop from the de- development squad. Otherwise, it's all scholars. The under-21s beat Fulham 2-0 on Saturday with goals from Nathan Odua and substitute Daniel Akindayani. Hugo Ekiog said after the match, I'm very happy and today is probably one of the games where I felt most comfortable on the sidelines. Nathan Odua spoke after the game about working hard in training on playing in a 4-3-3 with a false nine. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. It's the second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. I'm not sure why I've been saying that. I've said that for the last four years. And it's like when people are listening, this is a few seconds, <laughs> of, a few minutes of Windy dribbling on. And then, and then the second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. I'm really missing the fact that Bangani Kamalo isn't on loan this year. I like hearing what he was up to. <laughs> yeah. But he, he played for the under-21s the other day, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He captained the side. I think he did, yeah. So what, I know he had a really, really bad injury when he was at Colchester. If uh, Doncaster. Doncaster, right. So do you reckon if, um, if Fazio doesn't... If Fazio doesn't like work out, Kamalo could come in and save our season. Yeah, of course, he'd be the Colossus. I think uh, K- Kamal, what's his name? Kamal Bongani. Bon- Just call him Bong. Bong. Bongo. What's up, Dean? Sorry, is that what have I done? <laughs> but what's his name? Bongani. Bongani Kamali. Kamalo. Kamalo. Let's right. stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, he. Um, he, I think he was bought as a commercial uh, deal to, 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 to gain more I think sponsorship. Might be, I think you might be right there, Flav. Yeah, do you reckon I'm <laughs> yeah. onto something? Uh, speaking of which, um, it's been confirmed by the Premier League that there's going to be Friday night football. Um, and I just wanted to do a round the table on what people thought of it. I feel really bad that I don't think it's a bad idea. OK. In as much as... Um, I mean, I watched us play Watford on a Friday... And I went to watch us play Wigan on a Friday. And, you know, you, you leave work early on a Friday, you go out on a piss, and you go out on a piss without really feeling without really feeling any guilt. I mean, on a Sunday game, <laughs> on a Sunday game, you, I, mean, I, went, I went to Hull the other day, and, you know, half all the way at the other end of the country, and I drank anyway, but um, <laughs> you, you, got, you got Monday at the back of your mind. Yeah. You know, and I think Friday night is not... Is not so ter- it's not not a terrible thing from from my from my point of view. Traditional kickoff times in football have been dead for a long time. So, if it can be a Friday night, it'd be what's what's wrong with going to watch Spurs on a Friday, a Friday night? Friday than a Saturday than a Sunday. And then then or even a um, Saturday twelve forty five kickoff, which, oh, which awful. is awful. Mm. I get what you're saying completely. I I I, I do, and a Friday night is better than a Sunday afternoon, one hundred percent. But it's just a kind of another. Nailing the coffin of what is traditional about football, but the nails are already there, man. I know, we're but that's already not... playing at weird kickoff times. Yeah. So if I'd rather, as, as T said, it's better if we're going to be part of this kind of weird kickoff times. Just make it a Friday yeah. evening. As, as a, I mean, as a fan who goes to goes to many games, it's not a massive inconvenience for me. I think it's only ten games. Oh, CV, I'm, I'm justifying it now. But it's only ten <laughs> games that it's going to be. Uh, 
that's going to be played and the chances that Tottenham are going to be one of those ten games is probably quite slim. Maybe one, one well, of the especially games. Especially if we're in Europe, there's no chance. Yeah. yeah. We don't have many uh, Monday games as it is. I mean, last season we may have had one or one or two, so there won't be, won't be that many. But have, have we even had one this season? I don't, not this it, season yet, it, no. It, it seemed no. to be a mu- much bigger thing a few years ago. It's very rare that there's a Monday game now at all, I think. Well, ever since they keep you on. Yeah, there's Monday oh, night right. football <laughs> pretty much every week. <laughs> is it? Yeah, Unless it's internationals. Every week. Pretty much. No, so if it's Champions League, if it's Champions League or yeah, but it's usually it's usually a Hull against Sunderland or um, something like that. Well, Monday Night Football is an NFL thing, isn't it? That's yeah. something that they've, they've dragged over, and Scudam was obsessed with the NFL. Well, if you go on Twitter, um, Twitter, sorry, if you go on YouTube and watch like the first kind of Sky Monday Night Football, yeah. they had cheerleaders yeah. Yeah. and like fireworks, fireworks, all that kind of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Palace still have cheerleaders now, I think. Really? Yeah. I remember when, uh, when I used to go to watch when I was at uni at Coventry. I used to go to watch Coventry a lot, and they had cheerleaders. They were like the ugliest bunch of cheerleaders <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. They were what? all fat and overweight. <laughs> what is Coventry? That doesn't matter. All women are beautiful. <laughs> but if you're a cheerleader, there's certain requirements. There isn't. There are. Of in course, your, there in are. your world, in the fight, in the fight. See, don't cover your face. You know it's true. If you're a che- It's like having a. You can't be fat, a fat gymnast. Uh, if you're a cheerleader, you've got to be at least. I'm not saying the word. I don't. I don't agree at all. I think the pre. Yes, the, the predefined. Um, a stereotype of what a cheerleader should be isn't something that the fighting cock condones, and anybody <laughs> no, can be a cheerleader if they want to be. If they want okay, to, can we just end this conversation? Not, not, not talking, not Barney. professional cheerleader. Stop talking. <laughs> Professional cheerleader. <laughs> Why do like it's given critique here? <laughs> yeah, like, of course. He's given so much thought into it. He's a professional podcaster now. <laughs> so he needs to think about these things. Although I don't agree with him at all. And T do. don't agree with I him. Don't Rob, agree. you haven't said anything, but I'm pretty sure you don't agree. Right. <laughs> um, one of my issues with the Friday Night Football, again, is it's a symptom of, of, of marketing the game so that you can create more money. And there's so much money in the game already. And I think one of the worst things to happen to football is an excess uh, of money. And um, one of the quotes I read from an article said there would be no surprise to see a total three year pot soar from 5.9 billion to 7.5 billion. And if major new players such as Qatar owned being sports uh, come in to uh, the table for the UK rights as as long as been suggested it could yet be more and the reason why that's a bad thing because Spurs will benefit we'll get a lot more money um, uh, being in the Premier League because we will be um, but if you look at where the Premier League was at the very beginning uh, from 1992 there was a total of £50 million in, in, in TV rights £50 million. Compare that to last season, and it was two point five billion. So you, the, I, I, I don't think many people would disagree with the fact that football was much easier as a spectator sport back in nineteen ninety two than it is now in two thousand and seven, and people have been priced out of the game, and it's because essentially the match day fan has to be charged more because it's to keep it in line with the the money coming in from syndication of the Premier League football. And the more money that goes up, the less it's likely that match day fans are going to be taken into consideration. I think there's there's maybe six or seven clubs that could probably function without any fans going to games at all. I think they all can. Mm. Well, at least 17 of the 20. Yeah, so they, they could function. I mean, we're not saying that they'll be able to compete because there is still lots of money coming in gate receipts because we won't get charged so much. Well, but... Got, 
No, I'm not, I was, was going to say something. I'm not going to say now. But um, <laughs> Barge did, did an article about this Colombian initiative with um, underprivileged kids, and there was a comp. There's a there's a quote in that article that even even people from other countries realise that the atmosphere in the Premier League isn't isn't what it's sold as at all. I mean, it's, it's almost becoming. Um, I mean, it, it is sanitised. But I've even heard rumblings that even the executives realise that the games are sanitised. So maybe, I mean, I think we can have both. We can have, um, you know, cash cows and throw money to the game and we can still try and maintain a bit of a true atmosphere and still try and, um, you know, maybe <coughs> look out for their fans' fans' best interests. Just... It, it's difficult, but I've, I think... I think there may have to be a compromise at some point. Sorry, I, I just need to, need to make a correction. It's 1.9.5 uh, uh, billion uh, for, for the last TV deal, and the next one's predicted to be 2.5 billion. That came from at Sporting Intel. Uh, following him, he has about 80,000 followers on Twitter. He, he, he investigates and reports on finance in, in sport, and it's an amazing Twitter account to follow. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only way you're going to get back what football was is if you do build um, you know a phoenix from the flames team and start at the bottom that's the only real way you're really going to going to really regain what 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 football was but from my point of view football games on a friday aren't aren't a, aren't a terrible, terrible thing, thing for me i think sunday games are worse there's a lot of the problems with the support. It's also got to come down to like the um, there's the social attitude towards the game. If you look at like the um, Super Classico between Boca and uh, River, there's like twenty thousand people marching from marching to the stadium. We, I don't think it's. I, it wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't do that now. If you put out a call now on Twitter, any... if you put out a call on Twitter, let's march up the high roads, all the Spurs fans together. We wouldn't do it. But. It's a smaller country in England. I mean, if there were, if there were Arsenal fans doing a march, yeah, there'd, be suppose, at least, yeah. there'd be at least a thousand Spurs that look to give them a shoeing as yeah. they march. It's, it's, I mean, London, London's a big city as it is, but in, in countries like Argentina, even in America, there's a team... I don't know, what, I don't know what, how many teams there is per head over there. Someone will probably tell me over Twitter. But in bigger countries like that, it's easy to do stuff like that where you're the only club within fucking miles. But in, in England, it's a small country. It's 92 clubs. It's not and part of our culture either. No, it's not, it's not part of our culture to, to do stuff, to do stuff Little where you can march down the street. Because, as I said, if we march down the street, I would expect bricks. But I've been to... <laughs> Brick in your face. I've, I've, been, I've been to see games in Colombia and I've watched, like, the Medellin derby between Atletico Nacional and uh, Independiente Medellin. And it is, like... the full-on ticker tape, flares, fireworks, and that is something beautiful. And that is... But that, that was never... That's in their that, culture, though. That's in their culture. It was never really... Even harking back to the days in the 70s, I never went to Spurs, but reading a lot of the blogs I've been sent in, Rob might know a little bit more about this. I, 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 I don't <laughs> I think, think there was ever ticker tape or anything. Or, oh, there, there was, was, there was, like there was for a, one season when Adios and Villa turned up. But aside from that, no, I, you know, I've been to Spurs with 17,000 people there. Yeah. And... Sixteen and a half of them couldn't give a shit about the game. You know, it was it was just something you did, and the singing wasn't that much better. The singing was, you know, it was still people moaning at players all the time. I, I just think it is part of the culture. I really don't think we get that whole. You look at the fantastic. I know it's a cliche, but look at the German support. Yeah, we just don't do that. And when when German teams come and visit White Hart Lane, or you see them on TV in the Champions League playing sides, you look at it and you think, well, that's that is phenomenal. Why can't we do that? Because we don't. That's yeah. it. Can I just say something quickly? In, uh, against Schalke in uh, the pre-season friendly, um, 
the 1882, uh, we, we shit all over them, their, their support. And I'm we, sure they're the top boys yeah. out. I'm sure they're the top boys out. Ultras came over. I don't that. want it. Maybe they should. If they're ultras, they should fucking be there. But there was a there's a UK Twitter account for Schalke, and yes. they said, "Oh, uh, I'm glad the Tottenham fans had a good day out in their cup final." That's what they're saying. You like? You they what? mugged you off, mate. Well, it sounds like they they're tried. Probably pals. <laughs> Not in front of my pals. <laughs> <laughs> Do it at any time, but not in front of my pals. Um, no, but it, it kind of it, it shocked me that 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 that, that someone tweeted us at that. Oh no, I tweeted that because I thought that of all the people in the world, Schalke fans would be able to appreciate a decent support at a game that meant nothing. It's banter. I think they were bitter. Not it ain't banter. They were bitter that we outsung them. Going back to what Rob was saying about the German fans, if an English team attempted to do something like what the Dortmund fans do, like Palace, or like Palace, it would get called cheesy. It would get called embarrassing. Even our own fans or Spurs fans, they look down on eighteen eighty two. They call it cheesy. Some of them do. Yeah, a a minority do. You know. I think also we we probably I'm trying trying to think back. Probably the eighties and nineties. The the actual. Politics in this country, you know, with the minor strikes, um, you know, any sort of public um, order, uh, it was so so easily broken up, and so the, the power of the of, of the political parties in this country is very strong. You know, now I, I actually think if you got a thousand people to march, you'd break you'd be breaking several laws. Yeah, you, you'd have to get, you'd have to get it okayed by the Metropolitan Police about a year and a half in advance. Mm. You know, so I, I just think that the you know, our culture doesn't exist for that. You know the, uh, you know the anti-porn part, uh, oh, protests. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're one. Yeah, they, they people they... protesting against porn. No, no. They're, they're, oh. they've banned. <laughs> they've banned a whole bunch of sexual acts in UK porn. Yeah, it's a, you can't you can't record uh, certain sexual acts yeah, like you what, squirting, fisting. Watching cheerleaders. Yeah, but they, 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 uh, the Metro, Metropolitan Police asked them to plan out their, their protest route. Uh, so wait, fisting is now. It's illegal. It's illegal to make to, to porn that it. has fisting. Oh, so you, it's legal to fist, but it's illegal to record. To yeah, record and sell. I think you can do it in your own home if you want. Oh, okay, uh, just yeah. checking. Not well, who's to try? <laughs> Unless you're doing something horrible. He's, he's, he's giving it up now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he sound worried. There's got, police outside the door. <laughs> well, giving up fisting was one of my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Not uh, really, if you're listening. Uh, so mature. How does the missus feel about that? <laughs> if she's listening, no, we've, I've, I, don't, I don't fist. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> in hell. She does, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, cool, yeah. calm, 12 <laughs> men a day, suicide. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, answer, in response to this, uh, the reason why I started telling this story was because... They planned the route out. They planned the route out and they sent it to Metropolitan Police and the route they planned was a middle finger on uh, Google Maps and that's what they sent the police <laughs> saying fuck you basically um, but that oh, wasn't no. as good as the fisting story <laughs> um, Newcastle <laughs> let's fist them uh, yeah yeah. Uh, Newcastle in the League Cup um, that's Wednesday night it is indeed yes and I was going to go I have a ticket but I've got a work do so I can't I was going to go but I can't do <clears throat> you can't either no but um in the previous rounds, um, they beat Man City 2-0 away, mm. Mm. and they beat Palace away as well. So, um, you know, we've had a relatively easy one. We beat um, Forest and Brighton. So Newcastle have kind of come in, come in the hard way, and they got 
They got a bit of a spanking over the weekend. Yeah. So they'll obviously be... I think they've had their purple bench. patch they've, now. They're having a little bit of a wobble at the moment, aren't they? Well, after that result. Before then, they'd won five in a row, I think. Yeah. Six. Well, they beat Chelsea today, in the Crescent. Oh, yeah. Sure. But, you know, I still, I still... Even though we've lost once to them already at home, I'm still completely confident that we're going to smash them to bits. Well, I'm confident too. I mean, I think the mistakes that team made... Um, <clears throat> a lot of the architects of the of the, of of, um, of how we lost that game are not part of our team anymore. Um, I mean, Eric Dyer at right back. No, Eric Dyer for Eric Dyer at right back. Kabul was no longer. He wasn't even in the squad yesterday. So um, it's almost a completely different team, and I think there'll be a lot more switched on. Um, as I love to say, under the lights as well. I think I don't see us putting in a poetry performance on Wednesday. And, you know, and Carling Cup semi-finals are fucking awesome. I mean, we've got the Arsenal one that we've always gone on about, the 5-1, but... That's semi-final. Even, oh, no, was it semi-final? It was a semi-final, yeah. 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 Even, even, the, even, even the Burnley game um, at home, you know, we, we, you know that, was, that, was a, that was a night to remember as well, so... And it makes it quite interesting that their semi-finals are two legs as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's almost like a European tie. I, just, I really don't want to get drawn... Uh, if, should we beat Newcastle? I don't want to get drawn against Chelsea over two legs. I, don't, I just don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't want it. Don't want it. Well, no, don't want to see us go there and then watch them well, at home. Doncaster got Liverpool. So if Don, when Doncaster beat Liverpool... We beat Newcastle. We get Doncaster in the semi-final. Oh, we're, yeah, the, yeah. we're the only, um, it's the only all Premier League tie. Rob, all the rest, all the rest have got yeah, championship, yeah, and you've got yeah. Sheffield United in there, Derby in there. Would you rather Chelsea in the semi-final, Rob, or, or I'd in rather the final? Doncaster in the final, but then being Spurs, <laughs> maybe not. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Portsmouth when they were doing terribly, and they? God, yeah. I think Boateng scored a penalty for them. He did, yeah. Was that the game? Uh, Dawson slipped over, Bas- yeah. and Basson got sent off. Is that right? No, he didn't. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Did he give away a penalty? <laughs> No, no, stop reaching. Let's just leave this alone. Did he have a bad game? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he played. He did have, Dawson didn't play well. No, Basson. He's talking about Basson. Oh, I, I think he did play. Okay, well, <laughs> he played. He definitely played there, right? Was he alive? Was he alive? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's the most exciting thing about this season is the UEFA Cup and, and, and the League Cup. And if you win, um, well, if you win the Europa Cup, win the Champions League. But if, if you win either one of those, that's a glorious season, regardless of where we finish in the league. Yeah, look at it. Our final. We're how many points off top four? Four points off the top fifteen of of top sorry. Sorry, going for the league. We go for the league. We're going to win the league, but I'll let Barty go on his points. We're like four points off the top four. We're in the next round of the UEFA Europe. Flav said UEFA Cup, so I'm saying. Europa League we're in the quarterfinals of this we're still in the FA Cup you know we're doing alright 66 points still to play for <laughs> 66 well, how many have we got we're going to win the league how many stop, st- stop doing this shit how many have we got I don't care <laughs> we've got 66 points to play for that's what we've got how many points are we on 24-ish 24 that's not 25? enough it ain't enough <laughs> yeah, yeah enough. we are because it's the not even team, enough to stay up the top team have 39 and we're 15 points off so yeah that's about right 24. yeah let's aim for 40 and then we'll talk about winning no no no, no. Yeah. we're going to good we're going to get 65 points out of 66 we're going to draw well that doesn't make sense 64 <laughs> points out of 66 okay we're um, going to beat Newcastle uh, Wendy down. Wendy brought up last week about the lack of um, rotation and how we've got a lot of games to play as we pointed out last week on the pod how are we going to use our squad, do you think? Well, um, yesterday, um, Mason looked a little bit leggy. Um, he got subbed off for Stan Bruley, who came in and did did admirably. And um, also... <laughs> did I pronounce that wrong? No, um, no, I just... And, and, Dembele, and, and Dembele, who's been much maligned this season, came in and also did well. I thought he did well. I thought he and, um, and I think that... Um, 
I think maybe the team that finished that game will probably start following. <laughs> fuck, I agree with you, Flav. Why are you laughing? I'm just the idea of Dembele changing the game. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. No, it is, but I think... Um, Unless Ferdinand's comment, you're going to be the next one who plays Real Madrid. They <laughs> said that. When? They said that in the uh, half... T- when did he say it? It was Besiktas I didn't see it. It, it, yeah, it was Besiktas. He said that we, when we were on the pre- training ground, we used to go up to Musa Dembele and say, you could be the next one who plays for Real Madrid. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're a trainer, an employee of the club, and you're wishing players away. <laughs> I, I get the motivational thing, but... Well, he said Makalele is the worst thing to ever happened to football, so, you know. Yeah, how much does he know? Not a lot. His head's empty. Wood. Saw head in the wood in there. <laughs> just, just, just sawdust. <laughs> no, Oak. You've seen the way he had to be. <laughs> yeah, there is that, yeah. What, what, what about you, Rob? What, I thought we think? used a lot of players this season. I missed what Windy said because that's what I he, do. He said we used 12 players. Thought, yeah, in... but I thought we'd used 28 in total or something stupid. Uh, yeah, that could well be the case, but in the it's... in the four games leading up to. Well, yeah, but I agree with what uh, old gits like Strachan say on, you know, on the. You don't need rotation. You, you, you want to play in every game, and if you're good enough, you play in every game. And you shouldn't be tired. I'm, I, I don't give. I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> Not having nope. it. Nope. No, <laughs> the point that Wendy also made is that the players who are doing better lately are the players who didn't start at the start of the season. So you got like Ben Davies and and um, yeah, Bentaleb, and even Mason didn't. Mason came. Mason came in three or four games in and. The, enough, the players who are coming to the four yeah. now are players who weren't playing great at the start of the season. Well, so enough, Soldado didn't play much at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but he did all right against... Um, what? what did he score against? Everton. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, but no, I was, was going to say the reason why they weren't playing at the start of the season is because the ones that were playing were malfunctioning. They weren't doing yeah. anything. I mean, you, you can talk about rotating and I, I, I agree with Vlad. Dembele completely changed the game when he came on. But I wouldn't want to see Kapu come back in at the moment because I, I don't think... I think Bentaleb and Mason are better than anything that Kapu... I think if Kapu offense. comes in, in front of Stambouli, then there's an odd... He's very we buy it. We buy it, would they? Yeah. I, I didn't think people feel that strongly. About but I didn't think Stambouli had that good game. was really slow. Stambouli, European game. <laughs> well, every game he plays, he's well slow. He's so, <laughs> he's got no so speed. He is, oh. He's got nothing. No. Oh, that's it. Um, yeah, Bentaleb's going to the um, African Cup of Nations next month, so oh, Stambouli will have to be integrated sooner rather than later. Um, um, more recently, we've seen a lot more of Paulinho, and no, nobody really wants to see that, do they? I do. <laughs> Die. <laughs> die. Don't die. Don't die. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, don't. Please don't do that. That'd be terrible. I really would. Um, yeah, I, is, I forgot about the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, uh, so... Adi Bayor is... Togo didn't qualify, yeah. no? no so at least we've got him. No, they didn't. No, no. <laughs> we've got him, mate. We've got him. <laughs> maybe, maybe he could play a holding midfielder. <laughs> maybe he could play a long time. Long time shit. I, I reckon give Andy Bio a go at yeah. centre back. Just to see, just for the laugh. I remember when I saw Bobby Zamora won pre season. With Fessio. <laughs> centre back, sorry. No, no I, I saw Bobby Zamora one season in the pre uh, pre-season friendly and he had to do a couple of tackles and clearing headers and at centre back he was fucking great and I always said we missed the trick there. Bobby Z. <laughs> Bobby Z yeah. could have been an amazing centre back. Or look at Dion Dublin, you know, Paul Warhurst. Paul Warhurst, yeah, yeah Batman. You, you know, that's what we need. But he was an auxiliary striker rather than a, a striker. There's never been a oh no, Dublin was a striker yeah. that went centre back. Yeah. So there been any others? Gary Doherty. 
Gary Dodge. Yeah, he was cool. barely a footballer. Jamie Carragher. So, so, so I was a centre forward once. Yeah. I did the first game against Chelsea. I was at that game. You always at that game. Yeah. I used to go a lot back in the day when it was cheap. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, so uh, Ali Boyle, he's he's coming back. The juju's been lifted, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't be coming back if the juju was still off. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because T's laughing. He's laughing. Yeah, but every time T laughs, I think, am I being racist? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm being racist. <laughs> Uh, no, he went away because of the, the, the spell that was cast on him. It was a bereavement, you can. Did you know it was? No, no I don't. I didn't. I it probably, it, it, one of his family was ill, that's why he went away. But I'm really brother. sorry for my brother. I don't know if it was his brother. <laughs> I didn't really I know. know. His, brother, his brother passed away a year ago. Yeah, so. but I think, I, think, and I, think some, I think there was a bereavement. All right, well, whatever the reason is, um, he's... He's uh, obviously, he's now, I, I, never before in his career, there's been times where he's struggled under AVB because he was wearing a beanie hat or whatever it was. <laughs> but it, this seems like an odd one because it, you kind of feel like I'm not sure what else he's going to bring. And that even that's even the case still that Soldado's been playing so badly and I still don't really want Adebayo back in the team. And I said at the beginning of the season that Adebayo should start every game. I said that. I mean, I haven't fucking, I haven't put it down in print that I want him to start every game. Um, in terms of ability um, or what he can do, he is our he is our best striker. But the fact of the matter is, he's got all the tools. But None of I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe he's going to produce the, you know, what he can do for Tottenham again. So he'll go, rather, to, he'll go to Qatar. I'd rather go forward with um, Soldado, even if he's not playing great. I'd rather go. Kane. I'd rather go forward with Hugo Lloris up front than Soldado. <laughs> he was a striker. I said it. He was a striker when he was young. Do, does any, any of you got any ideas about what we might do in January? Would it be quiet? What do you think, Rob? I think it'll be quiet. That's my theory. Yeah. And uh, won't, won't launch a bid for Wilfred Boney? No. No, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, um, Wendy said um, on Twitter early on that the prices tend to go up for a lot of uh, for a lot of these players over January. And, um, you know, some people think we should go for Snyderlin again. And go for maybe Boney, but Boney's away for um, January as well. well he's going to Death Combinations, yeah. But he's going to Death Combinations as well, so we won't get him until February <coughs> if he was to join. So um, I reckon there'll be a lot of um, fringe players going out on loan, and maybe get one or two um, maybe squad players in. But I think Carl Norton will go because his his contract is up yeah, yeah. in um, in the summer. Apparently. Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't know this till recently. But yeah, so get rid of him. I, I think I think there'll be more Never sales. Never want to see him again. <laughs> Hate his face. <laughs> oh, come on, he's been all right this no, time. I'm, I'm, right. Right. I'm, right. I'm the I'm the biggest defender of Carl Norton. But I think there'll be more. I'm sales. more of a defender of Carl Norton than he is as a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, too now. Actually, I do quite like him. I think he's got more to offer to the team. There'll be more sales this year, this uh, this January, than there will be purchases because we can't keep going forward with a, a squad this big. With like big with big players on big wages as bit part players, I reckon if somebody comes in for Dembele, well, he, he's yeah. gone. And yeah, really. um, who else we got? Kabul. Uh, no one's going to buy Kabul. Not even Redknapp will buy Palinia. Kabul. Rob says Palinia. Palinia, we, Palinia possibly, which would be a shame because <laughs> Townsend. Townsend. That's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised, and I would. It would. It would sadden me. Townsend would be an excellent what, part exchange. Player. I think. I think. I part think. Just, just through. I don't think it'd be a part exchange. I think he'll. Just, I think he'll. 
just be fed up and I think he's probably had enough and probably thinks the same as Norton. That's what I, I believe. But the thing is, he's still getting in the England team and he's not even playing for us yeah, at the moment. Yeah, but imagine if he, you know, he'd well, be in an even better team. He might be in the German team. It would team. be. I, 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 like, I, I think Townsend has raw ability and I think he could be one day a very good player, but it's almost like he's going to develop well at another club like QPR or Hull, somewhere you can just, just, just play every week. Yeah. Just go out and play. That's and what he beat. needs. That's the sort of player he is. Yeah, and obviously we've had his dad on yeah, the exactly. podcast many times and he's, his dad's lovely and uh, Andros seems like a really, really nice young man. And it genuinely has something, but I think the crowd have already turned on him yeah. and he's not even going to be given any patience from us. I mean, not from me personally, but from, from the Tottenham Hotspur support. It's, uh, it's, it's a shame when you get a young player who's so expressive and so willing to run with the ball and shoot and be creative and he's not given the time or space to, to, to be, it's, to be, it's be just that a, person. It's just a contrast because players who flourish under the red nap gone over a grand again. But a lot of the best players in the red nap were, were mercurial, people who didn't necessarily play to were people who just expressed themselves and went out there and played. And um, in the current team, people like Lennon who... If you tell him to, um, you know, help out Walker and, you know, defend more and do this and that more, he does better. I think, I mean, even in, even in the office, there's some people who can make a clear set of instructions, they fall into the T and they're doing well. And some people who say, well, you know, do this job, but if you feel this can be done better, do that job. And I don't think Lennon is the kind of guy who... I don't think Lennon's the kind of person who's maybe at his best when he's, you know... But, but you can't have a mercurial player within a setup that Pochettino's got because we've spent the last 20 years living by, living and dying by these mercurial players. Well, that's so, that's the history to, of Tottenham. How do you explain but yesterday? But there has to... Wait, let me finish my point before you put your <laughs> counterpoint. There has to, there has to become why a... Why do you do that? <laughs> why, do you, why do you sit here just fucking Throwing. jamming people? <laughs> They're trying to make points and you're just giving them a jab All in the ring. you can't jab me. Now everyone hears us. I'm getting my word. <laughs> there has there has to come a time when you have to forget about the mercurial individual over the collective, and it's now it's time with a manager like Pochettino. Communism. It's about <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's about building a team. The great, the greater good. Exactly. It's, it's, it's good. about building a team. We, no, I, I, I support Spurs because of mercurial Gaza Waddle and stuff, but eventually. We haven't won anything really with those kind of guys. So it's time. Bill Nick built a team. He had mercurial talent, but he was able to build it into a into Buddy, a. Buddy, you wrote movie. an article for the, the latest fanzine by at fightingcot.co.uk forward slash shop about this the, the the greatest mercurial player that we've ever had in Gascoigne. Yeah. So yes. what, who's going to write articles about the players that are in this team? We'll write about collectiveness and about communism and about everybody working for each other and. That kind of stuff. Do you know what? That sounds all right. It sounds like a good article. Maybe it sounds shit. No, no, write an article next fans yeah. about communism at Spurs. <laughs> but, um... Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao. shouldn't chant his name. Lots of people died. <laughs> <laughs> it's been said on this podcast that we've tried every approach. We've tried um, the old school approach of Red Nap. We've tried the new school approach of AVB. And now we're trying a collective approach, almost communist approach. Exactly, and, um, that's with, the way with, 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 with Pochettino and, um... And the then white you, fist. You... <laughs> <laughs> the white fist. Is the that... white fist of Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, it's no, that, that isn't racist. It's that's white. not the whole shit because I looked at the scene and I said something wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it sounds like it could be racist, but I'm pretty sure white fist has never represented anything. Like <laughs> I've lost it, though. <laughs> the, white, the white fist of Tottenham. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the title for the podcast. <laughs> 
Um, no, I just think um, this latest approach. I mean, right. you've got people at Ericsson who who track back and tackle and work hard for the team. <laughs> I think that this new approach may may work. It, it, it looks to me as if Levy is like had enough of the players who are seeing off manager after manager. He's going to let the te- he's going to let Postino, you know, run it. I read the um, the Hunter Davis book. It's the glory game, game. the glory game, and that was he had some great individuals there, but they all knew what they had to do, and they he he built that into a team and. That's what we, we need to get. As much as these brilliant players entertain us and make us fall in love with the club, I think it's about time we just say, fuck it, you know what? Let's just when, play as a team. I've talked about this before, and I don't know if it's on this podcast, but I've definitely talked to you about this, Flav, and you, you wonder whether there is this sort of Spurs syndrome where, you know, we... It's like the the example I give is big companies like Tesco's and advertising agencies. They attract a certain sort of person who wants to go and work for them. And I think we attract a certain sort of player, or we have done, mm-hmm. who are these flamboyant players that don't particularly want to work for the cause. Yep. They're like the, the guys that we've all played football with on Sunday morning who will flick the ball over their shoulder, and, but they won't pass to anyone else. And, you know, yeah. I think there's just Bastards. been too much of that at Spurs over the years. <laughs> but what do we, we... We either change the whole mindset of why we support the team, like you're saying, you love Gascoigne Waddle, or we accept that there's a different way, and maybe this is a different way, and I'm ready to accept the different way. Yeah, yeah. Comrades. Comrades in arms. Football has changed, and, and, and we have to change with it. Our, our philosophy as supporters have to change with it, and maybe this will be a new uh, glorious day for the, <laughs> the, the glorious Republic of Tottenham. <laughs> but they actually, they, they, but a lot of the... Go back to German football. Their sides are built without a star. You look at the German national side, that's one of the things they do. They, yeah, they have this collective that you look at the team and you think, OK, Muller maybe, but, but there's very few of them that, that, that take the ego. Yeah, um, and, and the funny thing is, the players who do have an ego get kind of um, almost shifted out. I mean, you had like Bern Schuster and even Mehmet Scholl in the night. Sorry, Flav, about all this, but I know he hates that going no, no. about, you know. His, I know his, Effenberg as well, yeah. he got ostracised. And going to Netzai. I mean, these are people who are mercurial and they've just kind of moved them aside. Maybe, you know, Tottenham can. And if um, the German team in 2010, which was, which was beautiful, it, it existed without Balak, who got injured, and it was yeah. just these. These young guys, and they just decided we're going to play. It doesn't matter, Balak's on there, we're just going to play football. And once again, the academy kids did the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, academy kids are the same, see? Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic. Good work. Good podcasting, guys. <laughs> Comrades! Comrades! Brothers in arms! Flav's got a boner. He loves it. I, lo- I do he love it. I'm part communist, definitely. But not the bad stuff that killed loads of people. <laughs> the good stuff was about community and hugging. Uh, I've, got, I've got to say, before we end, a massive shout-out to Charlie Hampson, who was born this morning, future Yid. Um, his dad contacted us on Twitter and asked, yeah, did, asked yeah. to do a shout-out on... We love a baby being born in the world. And especially, especially a yid baby. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it made us think about what we would do. If I, I, I don't plan to have children, but if I ever do, would I force Tottenham upon them? And, Barty, you haven't got kids. I've got two. two you have. What, what yeah, have you yeah. done, Rob? Well, you've got two, you know. Yeah. But the, 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 minus, well, they're not slightly different, but because I'm a dad, they, they've really got no choice. Mm. Um that is all they know. Did you feel that you, you, you I mean, you was born Spurs because yeah, of your dad? Yeah, yeah, just, and, you know, it was part of... And, as um, and never sort of Falkirk? Uh, no, um, no, Alloy is in fact the team, my team that I support in, in Scotland now. I've learned, Did he start at Alloy? He started at Alloy and then went to Falkirk. 
And Alloa have reached the, the equivalent of the League Cup final, which is in April the 5th. It's on April the 5th, I think. Who are they playing Celtic? No, it's uh, Livingston. Oh, wow. They beat, Rangers. Right, they beat Rangers for the first time. They came back from 2-0 down <coughs> to win the, the semi-final 3-2. I will be going. Yeah, I will be going. That's um, amazing. But, yeah, you know, I think... Um, would I... Would I? In fact, it's really hard not to force your kids to support the team you support. That's mm. my experience. In, I mean, in my experience, I mean, you know, my girlfriend's got, got a son and he supported um, the other team you won't talk about. What? When? <clears throat> At what point? When, when, I, when I started going out of there. Did you know right, right, right. And now, now who's his fault? <laughs> He's a Spurs fan. Of course he is! Oh, changed him. Um, Good work. Was it the whip or the belt? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. I it just, was I, the I, clockwork orange <laughs> holding the matchsticks in his eyes, making yeah. him watch no, the shit on his Spurs. I just said I will not, I will not fund the revenue stream. Did you read the Sol Campbell autobiography to him? Oh, my work. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be stabbing myself in the eyes reading that, man. But, um... But no, would I would I force to support Spurs? Um, I would I would guide them that way. I would guide them that way. I mean, I've, there's other views I've got, but they're probably not best not shedding here. I'd beat them that way. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I couldn't bring up a, chi- a kid and he was Spurs <clears throat> at Arsenal. I couldn't. I could not do that. I mean, no, no, it's, it's not good. acceptable. And any good communist state doesn't allow people independent thought. <laughs> <force. laughs> Everyone belongs to the same ethos. That's right. And if your parents don't support, if you know anyone in the street that doesn't support, then tell your local party leader. <laughs> and you have your house burned down. Board them into supporting Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if your kids are Spurs, make them spies. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Winston Smith! Yeah. Take him in, get him in. The thing is, I have a bad enough time dealing with the weekends when Spurs lose. Can you imagine your your son bouncing around the house, happy because another team has won? You want him in the misery with you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want it together? Throat punch. <laughs> you can't throat punch a child. I don't care. <laughs> throat punch. But then is a goon technically a child? Is I mean. <laughs> <laughs> more of a mutant or animal or something. You're like, like Super Ted doing a film with the production line. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it wouldn't be acceptable. What body was you? No, I just said, I just gave my answer. But Did yeah. you? Sorry, Mom, for listening. You talk such nonsense. <laughs> That's not true. I wouldn't accept it, basically. Yeah, okay, all right, well, uh, that's it for the Got podcast. Rob, thank pleasure. you very much Absolute for coming. Pleasure. Uh, it's really, it was great to meet Rob. I'm, um, first time. Hey, nice to meet you first, too, It's the first time I met him. I was a big fan of the book. It was great, really, okay. honestly. Absolutely. A yeah. really heartwarming book. It you was, recorded the Spurs show earlier on today. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I let that out. Is it different <laughs> at all? Oh, no, it's the same, really. But thanks for rushing over from central London to come and record with us. You're like the Bono of podcasts. What does that mean? Bono, was it Bono that did a show at Live Aid in London? That's Phil Collins, wasn't it? Oh, whatever. You're basically Bono and Phil Collins. All in one. Actually, Phil Collins is a Spurs fan. Is he? Yeah, no way. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I do quite like some of his songs, I've got to say. What, he's a lover? No, the one with uh, the one that Eminem raps about, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Because he don't listen to Eminem. No. <laughs> blind, blind spot. You know when you drive a new car, got a blind spot. That's Eminem. Nothing to do with Bill White rapper, no? No, I love, a, I, I love LP, Rather Rugged Man. No, you I, know. Know. I know. Good white rappers. I thought it was R.A. the Rugged Man. R.A. Raw, I don't know. Okay, thank you very much, uh, T, for coming down once again. Don't ever leave me again. I won't. All right.
No, not, not for trips to New York or anything else. Or if he goes away, at least write the running order. I know, we shit Windy's ourselves. Windy's a fucking... I know, he's a demon. <laughs> he's a <laughs> red, fascist dictator. You <laughs> made Case give him editing rights <laughs> on, on our forum, just so he could edit the running order. Yeah, Windy's a little dictator, man. Yeah, he is, man. You don't, everyone thinks he's nice, he's not nice. Nasty little shit. Nasty, nasty, nasty. piece of work. Barney, thanks a lot, mate. Pleasure. And thanks a lot for writing for the fanzine. You know, it's okay. Got another um, big one coming up. And that's it from the Fighting Cop Podcast. Download the app, buy the t-shirts, buy the fans, <laughs> give us loads of money. Season 4, episode 20, that's 420. Smoke that weed. Okay. <laughs> it's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock! It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.